Welcome to In Real Time, where we as Heights Church are inviting you in for real conversations about leading people, organizations, and change in the new normal. We're hoping that our real discussions about our church's journey will help you as you reimagine and rebuild yours. Welcome to In Real Time, where we're having conversations about leading people, organization, and change. And today, we're going to be talking about exhausted. (laughs) Well, we're going to bring two perspectives to this conversation about exhaustion, fatigue, that I know many of us as church leaders are experiencing, and not just church leaders, but business leaders and any leaders, we're experiencing exhaustion, of course, because things are different in the new normal. And so we wanted to bring some unique perspectives to this particular topic. So before we go any further, I do have two hosts with me today, co-hosts, and I want to introduce them now. Uh, This is Brian Murphy. He is the superintendent of the Pacific Southwest Conference for the Evangelical Covenant Church, and that is Very a good. mouthful. Very I should good. have practiced that need before. Bigger business cards. Yeah, that is huge. Um, and uh, so, anyway, with us, thank you. So glad to have you here. Great today. to be here. Great and this is Jean Chang Gorman, and she is the director of Ministry Health. That again is a for the Pacific Southwest Conference. That is another long. I think I did great. You yeah. guys should give me yes. applause yes. or something. <laughs> Excellent. I, yeah, Excellent yeah. job. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, God, that's good. Thank you. Thanks for having um, me. So uh, I have them with me today because they do bring unique perspectives on this whole topic of ministerial burnout, which is really our topic today. Mm-hmm. And this is something that has been of great concern for us because we do recognize that this is a real need within the American church, not just our denomination, but in a lot of ways, the two of you speak, I think, from other denominational leaders. So you're you're representing a lot of people today, yeah. and um, I know that uh, obviously we have experience within our own denomination, but uh, I know that this is not a denominational issue. Right. It is a church-wide issue so with that being said, though, before we get into it, mm-hmm. guys want to introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit about your family and your favorite sports team. Okay. Ready? Go. Okay. Uh, as you said, I have the privilege of being the superintendent of our conference, um, about 152 churches across five mm-hmm. states. Uh, so yeah, we've seen a lot of the issues that the pastors are dealing with pre and post COVID. Yeah. Um, I've been in ministry full-time since 2007. Uh, was a lead pastor, uh, started youth ministry, then associate pastor, lead for about 10, mm-hmm. and then I've been in this current role for just over a year. Yeah, uh, Enjoying it, loving it, um, being able to work and serve with pastors. Um, my family is uh, been married. Uh, uh-oh. Oh, 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 well, oh, boy, we're going to have to end that. <laughs> um, I think this is 20, 24 years. 24. 24 years. You seem unsure about no, that No, it is number. a good 24. That's a, that's a good 24. Okay, yeah. good. All right. That's solid. That's solid. You want to um, try it again? 24 <laughs> yeah. years. 24 glorious, blissful oh, years. Love that. Of my wonderful wife, <laughs> three children, and four grandchildren. Wow. Uh, which nice. so it's a great season for us now being able to live into a newly empty nest with our grandkids uh, and visit the grandkids. Uh, that's wonderful. And your yeah. favorite sports team? 
Got to go Warriors. Yeah. Got to go Warriors. Uh, disappointed. And, and We don't have to agree, but that's good. <laughs> I, I asked for your favorite team. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Thanks nice. for having us. Very, very good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, and then Jean, how about yeah. you? So I am a psychologist and a pastor, and uh, I'm the director of ministerial health, which is a title that we made up mm-hmm. to reflect the idea that uh, it's important to grow a culture of health and ministry. Yeah. So that's what my job is all about. And um, both the perspectives of psychology and pastoral ministry come into that. So part of what I do is to foster collegial community uh, for pastors and lay leaders, yeah. reducing isolation. Isolation is one of those things that does bad things to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and to create and learning. pastors are not great <laughs> not at moving great. out of isolation all exactly. the time. We exactly. create it in our life, actually. Yeah. yeah. So um, fostering opportunities for leadership development for clergy and lay leaders and uh, resourcing uh, churches. That's all on the prevention side. The intervention side is overseeing care for pastors and families Mm -hmm. and uh, serving as a consultant to churches. And so this topic is very timely because this is what I have been doing, um, you know, all day, weeks on end, especially in these last couple of years. Yeah. 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 Well, and when this topic came up and we knew that we wanted to do a podcast on it, Mm -hmm. uh, you were the first person who came to my mind because I know that we've done a couple of other gatherings with pastors over Zoom through COVID. Yeah. And I know you have a real heart for that. I know you're really, really good at it. Mm. And yes, uh, I, I love the fact that our denomination has actually married those things because mm-hmm. pastors need this in our life. Yes. Uh, Brian, you were mentioning something earlier about just the whole mental health in churches uh, and church leaders, uh, of course, it doesn't. You know, there's no mental health problems whatsoever <laughs> present within churches, right? Is that what we were saying? Oh my goodness! It's just you know, I think one of the things I hope is changing in mm. American Christianity is this dichotomy between spirituality and mental health. Yeah, uh, and that I believe more and more the conversation is opening up mm-hmm. uh, with from professionals. Um, but all the challenges that we see in these frail body, bodies um, happen even when we're in ministry, even when we love Jesus. Yeah. And so we can get this fallacy that my spirituality blocks or walls me off from mental health challenges, from yeah. emotional challenges. But the reality, as you said, isolation, those other weights and burdens that we carry sometimes yeah. make us most vulnerable. Yeah. And so I believe God can respond to prayer. I believe God can respond to healing. But I also believe God uses doctors and therapists yes. and professionals to help us uh, be the best that he can, he's designed us to be. That's true. He, just like he used stonemasons to build the temple. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> That's Absolutely. right. Yeah. So yeah. great people with great skill sets. I love that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so this is this is a topic that is really important to have different perspectives on. And so when uh, today what we want to do is we want to talk about the who, the what, the when, the how. And so we're going to dive into a number of those different topics with the two of you. But let's set this up for just a little bit uh, for a minute here. So why this episode, and not, uh, or I should say, who is it for? This episode really is for pastors, it's for church leaders, mm-hmm. it's for people within a church that that care about the rise and the fall of their church, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, it's for board members, mm-hmm. because really the state of the church today is is in a crisis in a lot of ways. I mean, you, you, I don't know any, any other way to say it, when 
every church across the board statistically is somewhere around 65, maybe 75% of what it was pre-COVID. Right. Uh, we're all looking at the numbers and they're all less. Right. And we're wondering, how do we figure this out? Many of us are saying, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. And which is really the wrong question, actually, for us to be asking, and it's it's part of the isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, it's important that we all recognize what's going on, and not everybody truly understands that this is an American church issue. That's right. We think it's a local church issue, mm. and so we're or not talking issue. about it. It's personal, right? Mm-hmm. And so we don't know to ask and to get help and to have other people talk about it with us. So that's why it's important, and it's also important because it's been going on for three years now. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. as we said before, the issue of burnout mm-hmm. is really here. And when we say burnout, I think other terms that go along with that would be exhaustion, mm-hmm. fatigue, mm-hmm. because you can only run so long before mm-hmm. things just need a rest. Right. My mind, my body, my spirit need a rest. But many of us have not gotten it. Yeah. And so... Uh, I just think one of the things we want to say right up front is you're not crazy. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, I am exhausted, I am fatigued, and I've been going on vacations. Mm-hmm. I've had multiple vacations in the last three years, mm-hmm. but there is still that exhaustion and that fatigue. Yes. And so we need to understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have been battling. Mm-hmm. That's so important for us to understand. So mm-hmm. about a year and a half into this pandemic, it occurred to me that my idea of the verse from Romans, you are more than a conqueror in Christ, Uh the picture that it brought to my mind was wrong. Uh I pictured, I I don't know why it's this picture, but it it was Captain America standing on top of this hill that he had just taken... He's holding his flag, not a hair out of place. You know, he's he he's just everything's nice and neat. The, right. the outfit's clean, nice. pristine. He he was amazing. He wasn't even tired, not even yeah. breathing hard. Mm-hmm. And then and it was like God just flipped the script and said, "That's not what the picture is at all. Mm-hmm. It's it's Captain America standing on top of that hill, and he he is bloodied and bruised. His his outfit's torn. His hair's a wreck, and he's exhausted. And he mm-hmm. just fought for every foot of that hill, but he is on top of that hill and he conquered. Mm -hmm. That's the real picture. We've been battling Mm -hmm. and of course we're going to be exhausted. Mm -hmm. So we got to talk about that because very few people really are giving us permission to do that. So why this topic? Because so much is at stake. Mm-hmm. The church itself. There's some statistics that have been coming out from Barna. They've been so good to mm-hmm. do the surveys over the last three years to help us, but they're not good. They're not good. They talk about the church, the church, uh, the church leaders, the families of the churches themselves. The problem we're dealing with now is the burnout, the fatigue, the exhaustion. Truly, once in a generation mm-hmm. problems. We hope. Please, please let it be once right. in our generation. And so we find ourselves disoriented. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a couple of these statistics, not everybody knows these, but 41% of pastors currently have considered stepping down from ministry in the last 12 months. That is an alarming number. That is an alarming number. 55% of pastors have significantly doubted their calling mm-hmm. in the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not I'm not blaming anybody. I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I totally understand this. Yeah. 43% of pastors who have considered leaving say that they feel lonely and isolated. 
That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I have felt that myself. It's safe to say burnout is at alarming levels. Leaders are exhausted. They are fatigued. Mm-hmm. But they don't feel like they can step off the field for a break because they know that they're the leaders. Right. And so they're faithful. Right. And I get it. Mm-hmm. And so this faithfulness, though, is driving us into very unhealthy places if we right. don't take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that's why this conversation is important. We feel compelled to speak to it. Mm-hmm. And the discouragement that people feel is just so real. And so I think it's important that we have a goal today, which is to encourage, to help, to cheerlead mm pastors, church leaders into better, healthier places and conversations. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, too many of us are not having conversations with anybody but ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I need a bigger view than what I have because I know mine has not been healthy completely through this whole thing. And it's probably not completely healthy now um, just by myself. But when I have other people involved who are wanting the best for me and the best for God's church, then yeah, we get into good places. So mm-hmm. I want to just say from here out, this is a free for all. We're all three going to talk. We're going to ask questions back and forth. I am of you two, and but I want both of you to feel free to jump right in on this. So um, anything we need to say so far up until this point before we dive into the questions? No. I will just say that yeah. I really appreciate your heart. You know, thank you. As we think about burnout and you know all the statistics and all of that, part of this is your hope, your hope to care for those out there who are hurting, right? And so, yeah. if if there is an outcome of this podcast, yeah. you know that that one person, two people, five people, twenty five people might realize that God sees them, yeah, that you've seen them, yeah, you know their pain, and yeah. that they're encouraged to walk forward, yeah, that, you know that's that's our hope. Yeah. Well, and they're not alone. Welcome. They are not alone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming out and doing this with us. You could be doing other things, but I know we have that heart heart together. Yes. Um, Okay. So today's not going to be exhaustive, but we are going to hit some really good stuff to help ourselves. So, Gene, Mm -hmm. to you first. We talked about the who and the why. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the what. Yeah. What is burnout. Yeah, okay. What is this? You know, it's a good question because many of the pastors that I've worked with who are experiencing burnout don't know that they're experiencing burnout. Mm -hmm. They just feel like they're stressed out. They just feel like they're tired. They just feel like, you know, they are a little discouraged, you know, disappointed, whatever it is, and they can't name that it's burnout, right? Yeah. But um, but there's so many things that are just... um, part of the profession of ministry that lend itself to burnout. So just think about the causes mm-hmm. of ministry burnout. One, one of the things that happens for pastors that's not true of other professions is that you're constantly switching between roles. Hmm. So in the one, okay. so you've um, done a care appointment, you're caring for somebody who just lost their spouses, then you go into a budget meeting, you have to plan a budget. Mm. And then you go into a meeting with a, another church leader who's having a conflict with another uh, team. And then you've got to plan out strategic vision for the next year. And that was just four hours of your day. It's like four different professions, yeah. But it was just four hours so of the average pastor's day. So yeah. that that is yeah. a recipe for burnout because it, it, it involves and requires so mm-hmm. much engagement mentally, um, you know, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So in and of itself, ministry yeah. one of those provi- pro- one of those professions that lends itself to burnout. Yeah. But then you have what we just had. 
the last three years of what we just had, (laughs) right? Which was um, years, three years of uncertainty, three years of making decisions and then unmaking decisions, Mm -hmm. three years of one of the primary causes of burnout, which is unresolved, ongoing conflict. Mm. Yeah. Like if we were going to nickname the last three years, it would be unresolved, ongoing conflict, right? There you go. It's like, yes. Yes. So. So the causes of ministry burnout, you know, uh, some of it is just what our profession is about, what ministry mm-hmm. is all like. Mm-hmm. But um, some of it is the conditions of these last three years. And that leads us to experience a range of emotions, yeah. have a range of thoughts that many people don't name as burnout, but they're experiencing it. Yeah. Right? yeah. So there's there's variation in burnout. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. And I, I think how you described a pastor's life is is really strong because we live it. We don't think it's all that unique. I assume that many other people are dealing with these same things, but mm-hmm. as you just described it, you could see the extremes that were pulled in right. just in a day's time. And uh and, and there's the the thing is is that we also love people. We, we right. do this because we care about people. Right. So there's so much emotion. Yes. Yes. Even though we, you know, you, you can't give your heart away to all of this, but right. you can't also become just a wall right. and not be emotionally involved right. in people that you care about. Right. And so you, you're expending a lot. Exactly. Yeah. And we signed up for it. We want this. Mm-hmm. It's our calling. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of ways, it is a calling that requires, well, of course it is. It requires more than what's in us, which is mm-hmm. why we have got to walk with Christ. Right, right. It's why we go to Him. Right. Yeah. But understandable but why people would get tired. Unbelievable. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So kind of the first layer of this is just fatigue, just mm-hmm. feeling ministry fatigue, what you described, mm-hmm. where you feel like, gosh, I'm tired. I had a vacation, yeah. but I'm still tired. still tired. Why is that, right? So that's kind of the first level of ministry burnout. Yeah. Um, and ministry burnout is really a continuum. Yeah. It's not that either you have it or you don't have it. Yeah. It's a continuum of that starts with just ministry fatigue, and then it's mild burnout, mm-hmm. moderate burnout, and severe burnout, mm-hmm. and beyond, and mm-hmm. beyond, right? Yeah. So we are hoping uh, to be able to... Um, help pastors identify, gosh, maybe what I'm experiencing is actually burnout. Yeah. Right? Because I do feel stressed out. I do feel tired. My normal rhythms aren't restoring me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've lost my passion for ministry. Mm. I don't have the mm. creativity I That's used to have. One. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of annoyed. People, that's saying it mildly. (laughs) You know, I'm really not looking forward to spending time with people or in these games. All these things, I dread opening my emails. I got this pain in my neck, Mm -hmm. having trouble sleeping. I mean, I'm just describing all sorts of various symptoms that people can be experiencing and not knowing. Hey, if you put these all together, Mm -hmm. that's how you would describe ministry burnout. Yeah, yeah, and I think that is really helpful because. When you think of somebody who's going into burnout, if you've never experienced it, you, you just have all these ideas in your head, and what you just described is really not how I would have thought about it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so I know I went through a season of burnout seven years ago, uh, diagnosed with cancer, went through my treatment, did almost a full year of chemo, and uh, was going to be wrapping up at the end of December. 
and late November, I wound up in the hospital for 10 days because my body just started breaking down. Mm-hmm. And so I got out of the hospital and I was all excited. I'm going to go back into ministry, going to be preaching, right? We got the Christmas series. So I'm like, I'm all excited. And I remember it was the Sunday of the Christmas message, you know, it's the, it's the Sunday before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I uh, just looked at my notes the night before, and the next thing I know, it's 5.30 in the morning, and I had to wake my wife and said, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I have no idea what's going on with me, and I just broke. Mm-hmm. And she'd never seen me like that because I'd never felt like that yeah. before. I had, I, the more I worked on my message, talked it through, the more confused I was. Mm-hmm. I had no idea I had hit a wall. I was a burnout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and my my whole premise was to go through the chemo. I was going to take a couple of days off mm-hmm. and then I was I was going to come right back into ministry. I'm like, I'm good. Because you've taken a couple of days. That, that, yeah, I took a couple yeah. of days. I'm good. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, that's like running a marathon, sitting out on a chair for a day and then, right. you know, you expect to be right back. Right. It's, it's ridiculous, but I thought that. Right. Well, I literally thought that. Yeah. And I don't know why I thought that because yeah. I didn't know any better. Well, when you're in it and you just want to serve faithfully... And you've got people in front of you who have mm-hmm. needs. It's hard to pause long enough to think, yeah. wait a minute, something is happening within me. Yeah. And what is it that's going on? Right. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And it's, it's you not just keep good. pushing. We're you just, just keep pushing. We're not thinking of ourselves enough. And yeah. I get that. We're, we're trying to be selfless, but mm-hmm. you, we have to care for ourselves. So yeah. this is really, really good. Brian, I'm, I'm curious from a superintendent's perspective, how, how would you speak to this topic in regards to just the... Uh, those out there who are maybe feeling like, hey, right now I'm, uh, I, I might actually be experiencing burnout, mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm seeing some of these symptoms in my own life. But you know, we're really in a lot of ways the last people to ask for help, yeah, because we think I'm a bad leader, I'm mm-hmm. a failed leader. There's something wrong with me. I'm not supposed to be asking for help. We say a lot of ridiculous things to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so. I know you, you don't, you're not really speaking for every superintendent out there, but you're kind of speaking for every superintendent out there. What do you want to <laughs> say to the pastors who are recognizing, right <laughs> I might need to talk to somebody? Yeah. Uh, can I add one other of course you can. red yeah. flag in this that is an indicator that, that I think we haven't explicitly named? Yeah. Um, I think one of those indicators is when my when my marriage and family relationships Ooh, are yeah. not doing that well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Because we talk about mm-hmm. all the responsibilities, all mm-hmm. the people we care about, all the things we're trying to serve, and what we end up giving our spouse and children as leftovers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so now the relationships that are supposed to be most restorative mm-hmm. are the most friction causing. Yeah, because they realize mm-hmm. there's nothing left for them. Yeah. And, and then that just sends us further down that spiral. And so to me, that's one of those huge things. I know that's good. I, I had the, the privilege of taking a um, sabbatical a couple of years ago. Um, and, you know, I thought, oh, great, I'm tired. It'll be wonderful for me. But what I didn't anticipate on the front end was the benefit that it would be for my marriage relationship mm-hmm. and the restoration of that after yeah. years of of my church mistress and make sure we clear church <laughs> church as mistress. mistress. Yes. Make sure we clear that up. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that has an effect on the marriage. And and thank God for that break that I had because mm. 
the relationships that will restore with my children stop them from being resentful about the vocation. Mm -hmm. Wow, mm -hmm. yeah. That's Just big. because they got a little bit of me back, they got mm -hmm. my focus yeah. on them. And so I think we miss that whole aspect yeah. of what burnout looks like. So good. When those marriages, yeah. the gifts that God gave me mm -hmm. are now a source of frustration, yeah. I need to pause yeah. because that's not what God, my ministry is first. I think the first ministry is home mm. and we can't miss that reality. Okay, hold on. You're a superintendent of 150 <laughs> two, two churches and you just, can you say that again? I said, absolutely. My first ministry. Can I say something that's just completely inappropriate? <laughs> yes. Uh, we can. I, I love that. It, that. Yeah, it's good. I, I, I say this to pastors, new, old, particularly young ones. Mm. Uh, this is literally a rubric by which I determine all major ministry decisions. Okay. Who's changing my depends when I need it? <laughs> what? And that doesn't fit into our normal Wait vocational framework. Wait a you got to unpack but that. What do you first mean? ministry calling is framed by who is God given me to be there when I need him. And I strongly suggest we put that in our priority that list. Awesome. I strongly suggest we leave this in the podcast. That's awesome. Who's going anyway. to change my depends <laughs> later? Frames uh, all yeah. my major decisions. Anyway, um, back to the question. To be very happy <laughs> with you. That's good. Um, back to the question. Yeah, um, I I see a lot of that where pastors are hesitant to reach out for help. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think a lot of times they feel like, again, it's me. It's mm -hmm. I'm the problem. Right. I've got some kind of failure. I, I, would, I would say this. I, I am hoping that those who have responsibility to shepherd the shepherds of the local church yeah. um, would, would have the strong desire that we want pastors healthy to be fruitful. Yeah. And and I would say to an individual pastor that neither a good leader nor God is ever disappointed by your faithfulness. Mm. And so we've gotten in this kind of yeah. mentality about measuring success by the size or the number of fog machines or all these other metrics. But mm -hmm. I think God has called us to a time and a place, mm -hmm. and his first, um, his first requirement is faithfulness. Yeah. Um, and we certainly That's want really fruitfulness, mm -hmm. yeah. But but I can't measure my sheep's pen by somebody else's calling, yeah. And so I just think we have lost that in American Christianity that our our definition of success has been skewed, yeah. Um, yeah. And and we that that undermines our own confidence in our own calling, yeah. And and our ability to live into what God has assigned the work he's assigned us to. Yeah. And so now now those those records are playing in my mind mm. and add to my own frustration, my own sense of worthlessness, mm -hmm. my questioning of my calling and identity, mm -hmm. and I think those dramatically contribute to senses of burnout. Yeah. Um and so I no, I would well just say said. you are faithful. Mm. If you are faithful, God is not disappointed in you. Yeah. And that would be my primary message, yeah. uh, that you, you, um, if God hasn't told you to do anything different, yeah, then stay faithful to the course that he called you on until he gives you a, another word. That's good. That's yeah. good. That's good. Um, God yeah. is also not disappointed when we're tired. Yeah. Mm. You know? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean... I mean, I think we... about how he treated the prophet Elijah 
when Elijah had his yeah. broom tree moment, you yes. know, he's just spent, exhausted. He's just, de- you know, defeated the prophets of Baal. I mean, you know, Jezebel's out for his head, you know, all of that. And mm. he is just spent. Yeah. And he goes out into the desert, goes out under a broom tree, and all he can think about is, Lord, it is enough. Mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Just take my life. I'm so done. Yeah. And God is so gentle with him. Doesn't even talk to him first. Uh, mm, just mm, says, Elijah, why don't you just sleep a little longer and mm, here's some food. Yeah. I'll talk to you later. Uh-huh. So <laughs> kind, so gentle. It's good. Right? Yeah. And then um, and then later on, same thing. He says, Hey, come meet me. You know, we're gonna talk again, right? Forty days go by. Yeah. Elijah's got the same message. He cannot get out of this space of just feeling like I am so done. Like yeah. it is enough, Lord. Mm. Right. And, you know, God's response is, you know, how did you get here? Mm. What are you doing here? Mm-hmm. He's gentle. He listens. It was that still, small voice that restored Elijah's soul, yeah. restored his calling. So I, I also hear from pastors that they didn't want to bother us. They felt bad saying anything. Mm-hmm. You know, they just are trying to deal with it on their own, but then something happened that yeah. brought it to our attention, right? right. Yeah. And I always try to encourage people, you're not disappointing God because you're tired. Right. You're not disappointing God because you're worn out. Yeah. Right. God that's is your compassionate good. Father that decides to care for you. Yeah. That's why we have to do this podcast, yeah. because people need to hear this. I need to hear this. Mm-hmm. We need to know this because uh, we don't all have, I should say, we don't, have all the answers, any one of us. Right. We all need other people, and we are a community for a reason, right. even pastors. Yes. <laughs> so yes. I get that we might not want to share the, all this uh, vulnerability with everybody in our church. Yes. I get that, Absolutely. but there's got to be one or two yes. people in your life, and it may be someone at your uh, uh, higher up in yes. a district or a conference level, or it may be professional counselor that you go to and just start talking it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's one of the healthiest things that we could absolutely do. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really, really strong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So with with that being said, uh, does this burnout... Well, first of all, is there anything else you wanted to say about symptoms or what burnout is? I, I think we've Got a pretty good, clear picture there, but anything yeah. else that you didn't get to say? I will just add that um, pastors notice different symptoms at different times. And so for some pastors, they might notice their spiritual dryness first. Mm, that their okay. their times with God just don't feel as fulfilling, as rich. That might be their first sign that there's some burnout going on. Yeah, You know, for other people, it is uh, more relational. You know, their spouse is saying, hey, you seem disengaged. Hey, you know, you're short with the kids, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, for other people, it is more emotional and psychological. You know, they just they just don't have the desire, you know, to have that conversation, to meet with that person, whatever. Yeah. Um, and for some people, it's physical. Yeah. You know, it, it's, like, you know, I just keep getting sick. I just keep getting cold uh, over and over and over again. Right. Or I've got this pain that just won't go away. Or I just can't yeah. sleep or whatever. So, yeah. um, so you don't have to have all of those symptoms yeah. in order to be experiencing burnout. Mm, that's good. Because again, yeah. it's a continuum, right? Yeah. Ministry fatigue, mild, moderate, severe. 
So when one set of those symptoms mm. begins to show up, it's good to just pause and take notice. Mm -hmm. Something's happening in me. What is it? And am I on the road yeah. to more significant burnout? Yeah. Let's do something about that now. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, does this affect the people around me? Or are we really good at just keeping it all inside? <laughs> well, we just keep it all inside. Nobody's affected at all, right. except for everybody else. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. They all know it before we even we do, are probably. The last yeah. to know. I yeah. actually think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Uh, recently, I had my review, and the way my review works is that my management team, uh, those are the just, they're not really executive pastors, but they're kind of executive pastors. So mm -hmm. that group all gets together and talks about me, says bad things, <laughs> horrible things. They write some of them down, and then one of them is elected to tell me. So, uh, no, it's not exactly like that, but it was kind of like that. Anyway, but they all got to talk and share, and I, I really did want to know what was, you know, what are those things that would be helpful, right, that we could change? How can we make it better? And they noted that uh, I needed to take time off. Mm. And I just thought that was so interesting that mm. they would do that. And they didn't do that because they want to get rid of me. Mm -hmm. They did that because they they know that I just don't do that a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't do it enough mm -hmm. and they want me they want me to be healthy and so they want to create that space right. there. But they recognized it in me mm -hmm. truthfully before I did. That's right. <laughs> and so I thought that was very interesting yes. that it worked out that way. Yes. Yeah. 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 Not uncommon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, I think there's an accountability piece that we don't yeah. we don't look for mm -hmm. or request that um, mm -hmm. again Jesus never sent anybody out by themselves. Mm, yeah, we're, we're never working in isolation, and so I would ask every pastor, what, "What's your what's your village? What's your support system? Yeah, who are those who can see the blind spots that you don't see, mm. and and give them permission yes. to make to speak that truth and life into mm. your and, and I think we oh, miss yeah. that, and we don't crave it. I think it's a vital part of what it means to be a faithful follower of God. Yeah. And I would even push on the leaders. <clears throat> You've got a board of, uh, or a group of people that may be staff, but even lay leaders in the church. Mm -hmm. We can be so much uh, focused on the stewardship of the building that we forget the stewardship of the shepherd. Yeah, <laughs> right? true. And so, so we spend all this time and energy, but we don't care for the one that God has placed uh, to be the spiritual yeah. leader and, and teacher in a That's lot of really cases. good. That's really good. So yeah, I want to... So when we were all gathered a couple of weeks ago, I know this was an emphasis of our conference as we gathered for the right reasons, of course. And uh, you actually, Gene, had made uh, comments to and a challenge to the board uh, that were represented there. There were maybe board, many board members because many churches are board and pastor led. There, there's like you know a, a, a co. Uh, leadership there. Mm -hmm. um, what was what was that? Yeah, so that was um, a, uh, a sh I shared a letter that I had written um, when I was serving as acting superintendent before we got our new superintendent, just noticing that two years into the pandemic, there was rampant ministry fatigue and burnout. Mm -hmm. And at that time, two years ago, you know, I said uh, it's really important to be able to give people a significant chunk of time off. Mm -hmm 
not just a you know one week vacation, but people really need to be able to reset, yeah. spiritually reset, relationally, um, emotionally, just fill up their tanks again. Mm-hmm. And so encouraging churches to have conversations with their pastors about the need for extended time off. So this yeah. is two years ago. Yeah, Some that ch- was initiated from the board from, as what you were hoping would happen. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yes. not pastors saying, I demand that You're I right. get... Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah, that was a yeah. letter actually to church chairs, mm-hmm. uh, chairpersons, right? So um, some churches did that, and um, and I've actually heard from their pastors saying, "Gosh, I'm so glad I did that." You know, yeah. so this would have been a year ago now, what a gift. because I don't know where I would be now if I didn't take that time off. Yeah. But some churches did not do that, mm-hmm. and probably so, most. <laughs> so I brought up the message again, uh, and this time. You know, we're a year later mm-hmm. into a lot of the same dynamics. Mm-hmm. So what's happening, what we're seeing now in our conference is that um, pastors of churches that have done well through the pandemic mm-hmm. are now beginning to show some really significant burnout. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. essentially they have just plowed through all of that muck mm-hmm. to lead their churches to actually a fruitful place, a stronger mm-hmm. place, a better place. And suddenly, as they look out in their eyes and they realize, oh my gosh, we're going to be all right, Yeah, they suddenly begin to feel, I'm completely spent. Yeah. Yeah. So the encouragement was, mm. hey, especially if that's you, yeah. if you're a church that has done well and you're like, wow, gosh, we've got some new people, our finances are okay, we've started some new ministries and outreach, we're doing things in our community. If you're a church that has done well, mm-hmm. have a conversation with your pastor to say, hey, do you need some time off? Yeah. And if you don't think you need your, some time off, we think you might need some time off based yeah. on everything that we have heard right. that you might be carrying a level of fatigue, a level of ministry burnout that requires some intentional effort to, yeah. to be restored. Yeah. Yeah. When I heard you say that, I thought, oh, that's that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sat with it for a couple of days and I just had that conversation with my board literally last night and I'm going to be taking six weeks off this yeah. this summer. Yeah. yeah. For that very reason. Yeah. So thank you (laughs) for me encouraging me to do that. It was really good. So, um, so I think we've uh, maybe answered this question already. But would there be a different answer to how do I know I'm approaching the red zone of burnout? Yeah. If uh, you know, I kind of named different categories of um, symptoms: so physical, emotional, psychological, Mm -hmm. um, relational, spiritual. Actually, another one's just cognitive thinking, like having a a hard time remembering, a hard time Mm -hmm. focusing, like all of those different categories. Yeah. The red zone is you are experiencing symptoms in all of those areas. Mm, Okay. So maybe ministry fatigue is just, you know, I'm just feeling a little kind of relationally depleted. Yeah. Right. But when you've got you know, relational symptoms, spiritual symptoms, emotional, psychological symptoms, cognitive symptoms, mm-hmm. physical symptoms. That is that is the ultimate danger zone. Yeah. We're not talking ministry fatigue. We're talking the other end of the continuum of really severe ministry burnout. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. the good news is this isn't, this isn't an unknown quantity that we don't know what to do about. Like, we actually know how to mm. help people be restored from ministry burnout. Yeah, so but good. But if you get to the place of severe ministry burnout, the road back is mm-hmm. so much harder. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's the red flag. Like, if you can count on your hand, okay, she named five, I got three. Um, yeah, th- this is the time to I do got something a about full that. house <laughs> going. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. okay, now, now's the time to do something. Yeah, okay, that's really, really good to know. Really good to know. Um, 
So uh, we're we got a, a couple more minutes here as we're going to be um, coming in uh, wrapping this up, but I think it's important for us to uh, kind of dive into a couple of things uh, even further. Um, Brian, from your perspective, we might have already kind of chatted about this, but did you have anything else you might want to say that for any church leader that's feeling alone and isolated? Uh, because I, I I hear that from other pastors quite a bit. Yeah. Um, as I talk with them, mm-hmm. and and I, I I just think that seems to be a resounding theme. Yeah. I, I would I would just really encourage some reflection around these kind of triggers, these early warning, yeah. maybe not early, but hopefully <laughs> early warning signs for this yeah. um, to address it sooner. Mm. And then what I also think is that we can ignore those early signs and get to a point of depletion, and now we're ready to question our calling, to question our relationship with God, and mm. we're questioning all these things, and now we're ready to make these major life decisions. Yeah. And and I would just say, and I'm sure Gene would kind of reinforce this, about when we get to these spaces of depletion, that's not the time to make major life decisions. Mm. Um, Boy, it really feels like it is, though. <laughs> right, right, because <laughs> yeah. we've got nothing left, so we got to make a change. Yeah. We're time right. to work at Panda Express. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. And we think that another change of environment is going to fix the brokenness that's inside, yeah. and it's not. And so I, I heard this acronym uh, from a, a pastor friend of mine years ago that was saying, uh, when we get to these kind of crossroads, these places of, I think I'm sensing it's time to make a change, I'm discerning what God is saying, um, there was this acronym HALT, that never make a major life decision when you're too hurt, mm-hmm. angry, lonely, or tired. Mm. It's time to halt in that place of depletion yeah. and focus on the recovery, focus on the restoration, mm. and then you're in a place where you can now discern and hear what God is saying. I really so wish I had said that, that. That's the red I really <laughs> wish I had made up that acrostic. <laughs> I know you weren't talking about one. me. <laughs> that's a really, that's wise. Yeah. That's that's wisdom right there. Yeah. 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 And, and unfortunately, I think, I mean, really, that's where a lot of us have been. And that's that's how we've been yes. making this decision, Bird, or I should say that's the tired. state we've been making the decision in. So yes. when you go back to those statistics we shared earlier, it does make sense. Yes. And we don't feel like we have anything left in the tank because the reality is we actually might not. Right. That right. doesn't mean that we need to get out, though. Yes. It means because because the reality is we're going to have to recover no matter where if we're in church leadership or if we're, as you said, managing the Panda Express, you know, we still have to recover. These things still have to happen in our life. And we can still be a healthy uh, or a a good leader in a healthy process in the continuum Mm -hmm. as we are leading other people because they're also in need of recovering. Yes, that's right. Yeah, but we do need to take some time Mm -hmm. and halt. and uh, focused on ourselves, get better, and then we can help other people. Okay, so this last part here, Gene, as we were going to talk about this, I wanted to ask, how do we recover? What does that really look like? And I know you can't get into all of it because it's Mm -hmm. deeply personal to every person's experience, and so it's going to vary from every story, but there are components that are common. Yes. So can you unpack what this recovery would look like? Yeah. Well, the first thing I should say is that it's going to take some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Hmm. And my experience has been that for someone who's really in high, moderate to severe burnout, 
the recovery process from that really takes about a year, mm-hmm. which is a terrible thing to say mm-hmm. to somebody who's experiencing that kind of burnout because yeah. it just feels so overwhelming. right? Yeah. But it's not that in a year you're going to be better. You're going to incrementally be better over the course of a year. Mm-hmm. And at the end of a year, you're going to look back and think, who was that person? <laughs> Like I yeah. am a totally different person than that person, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's going to take a long time, but that's okay because it took a long time to get here yeah. to this place of depletion where you you know are just your relationships are messed up, your body is messed up, you you know you've disconnected with God, all of that. Mm-hmm. It's going to take some time, yeah. but there are some um, really just really. Um, key components to a recovery process that yeah. we know work. Okay. And so the encouraging thing should be if you, all these down. if you find yourself in that space, we know what to do about I've it. Got, I've got six weeks <laughs> that's, coming. That's right. <laughs> and that's the start. Honestly, honestly, that is the start. The start is to step out. Mm-hmm. So when pastors are experiencing moderate, high, mm-hmm. you know, um, severe ministry burnout, I always say that you need to take a significant chunk of time out. Yeah. And part of that time is literally just to reset, mm-hmm. to be able to take off your pastor hat and forget where you put it. Because mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're on vacation for a week, whatever, you still know where you put that pastor hat, right? Yeah. But after six weeks, the hope is that it has been removed so much that you're just able to recover good. your sense of just being a beloved child of God. Mm. Like before all this happened, before mm-hmm. you got called to ministry, before you started leading this church, before you know you went on um, that stage, all of that, you yeah. were just a beloved child of God. Right. Can you recapture that sense mm-hmm. of just being loved by God? Mm. Right. So yeah. that really has to take uh, th- that takes a significant chunk yeah, of time, and so I always yeah. encourage pastors to take six to eight weeks off. Might be twelve. Mm. Could be four, mm-hmm. but usually somewhere in the six to eight-ish range, Yeah, depending upon how severe the ministry burnout is. If we're talking severe, it's going to be 12. Yeah. If it's going to be more mild, it's going to be more six, right? And um, and during that time of ministry burnout, um, ministry leave, I'm sorry, not ministry burnout, ministry leave, that leave of absence, I encourage pastors to play and to do something adventurous. Mm. Mm-hmm. So this year-long process is a year-long process, and there are no shortcuts. You got to do all the different things that you know would restore your soul. Yeah. But if there's any way to kickstart that process, it's to play and do something adventurous, something nice. that you've never done before, uh, something that kicks in your sense of awe mm-hmm. and your sense of I'm happy to be alive. Yeah. Like that was really cool, whatever that thing mm. was. You know, a new activity that you haven't done before, yeah. place you haven't gone before, that sort of thing, right? So um, just, you know, kickstart that time with being able to play as a beloved child of God, having a sense of adventure, reconnecting with your loved ones, enjoy doing things that replenish your soul, yeah. spending time with God, it, recovering your hobbies, like, what? I had a hobby? I totally forgot I had a hobby. Yeah. All of those things, right? And then also beginning to process some of how you got here, mm-hmm. right? It's that question from God to Elijah, like, what are you doing here? How did you get here? What happened to bring you to this place, right? So uh, really beginning the debrief with trusted people, coaches, mentors, yeah. denominational leaders, colleagues, uh, spiritual directors, therapists, all of that, just beginning to process that, That's unravel cool. it, and make sense of it. Right? Yeah. Um, and what I do with pastors in that space is to help them to begin to plan mm-hmm. for their own self-care and for their ministry wellness. 
So looking ahead, let's come up, let's come up with a plan for your self-care that covers um, the, the major areas of self-care. I can talk about those. Um, and let's talk about the way you'll approach ministry mm-hmm. and that covers the major areas of ministry that contribute to wellness or contribute to depletion. Mm-hmm. Let's put together this plan. And then the rest of the time in that year is living that out. And that's yeah. why it takes a year. Yeah, because mm. it's all new rhythms. It's new rhythms, yeah. right? It's new practices. And building it to the place where it's just habit, reflexive, and um, you know, you don't have to be intentional about it anymore. It's just yeah. your, your new way of being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why, for me, I feel like this is a conversation that everybody that's part of the church needs yes. to be in on, because yes. we need to understand really what this looks like. Number one, every church is now affected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think all of us at this point, hopefully have gotten to the place where we say, okay, the new normal's here. We are, you know, we, we've drawn a line in the sand. There's before, there's after. We're moving forward now. And so what is, is it is, right? And I'm not using previous COVID numbers to compare what God's doing today with then, you know, so we're just moving on. Mm-hmm. And around here, we talk about it. Just, hey, we planted a church. A year ago, mm. <laughs> you know, what I mean, <laughs> it's a, it's a good way to think, yeah, because it just yeah. gives you a good reset moment. Absolutely. But you, uh, but everybody needs to know, right, what's going on? Right. Why are we doing this? Right. Why is Pastor changing the rhythm? Right, what's going on with staff and why are they doing it? Because right. it's not just senior leaders; it's right. all leaders. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's really important, and boards need to understand. Yeah, can I add that something about that? Need to absolutely. So one of the things that I have found, especially in these last three years, so ministry burnout's not new; it's happened f- forever, yeah. just because of the nature of, the pr- of our profession, right? Yeah. But the last three years, it's been especially bad. And one of the things that I found in our churches is this unresolved, ongoing conflict mm-hmm. that is one of the key contributors to ministry burnout, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so you know, you can take a pastor out for six weeks; you can help them or her do all of these things to, you know, get better, all that. Mm-hmm. And then you plop them right back <laughs> in the same environment yeah. of unresolved, ongoing conflict. Yeah. It's not going to go well. Yeah. Right? So part of really needing to work together on this is helping people to understand how did we get to this place? What are the things that contributed to burnout? Yeah. That unresolved, ongoing conflict Mm. has contributed to ministry burnout, not just for pastors, but for lay leaders Mm -hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I hear that from church chairs. You know, I hear that from key lay leaders, key volunteers. Yeah, and that's a dynamic in our churches that, if left unchecked, will continue to produce the results mm-hmm. of burnout. Yeah, in our pastors and our yeah. leaders, we can't keep doing that. We can't. We can't. We got to keep working. We together. just need to resolve the conflict. We got to work together to resolve right. conflict to handle it differently. Yeah, to be yeah. kind mm. to one another. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, wow. This is a lot. This is a lot. A lot of good. I I um I was thinking when you were talking about the story of Elijah and, and God asked mm-hmm. him, How'd you get here? Yeah. And what popped into my mind was I got here doing exactly what you called me. Mm. Yes. That's right. That's how I got here. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yes. And it turns out yes. that I am not a circuit that can handle the voltage mm-hmm. of what it takes. Mm-hmm in order to accomplish this without you uh, continuing to heal Mm -hmm. and to work in me. Mm -hmm. But that's God's commitment to us is that he will. Yeah. Yeah. But we, the expectation can't be that we 
aren't going to have to be healed mm-hmm. and, and, and taken care of and managing our mm-hmm. wounds right. Mm-hmm. And, and just the stress. Yes. We're going to run the race. We're going to be yeah. tired. Yeah. We should expect it. Mm-hmm. We should expect to be that Captain yeah. America. Yeah. And I'm going to have to go sew up my outfit. I'm going to have to go fix my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. take a shower and a nap. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to need right. to do it. Yeah. Right. But when I do... I'll be okay because mm-hmm. God's built us right. for this. Right. Yeah. But it is a cooperation. It is. It is. Yeah. And also, you know, really beginning to think about am I actually doing what God has called me to mm-hmm. do the way that He has called me to do it? Mm-hmm. Many pastors, mm-hmm. I find, take on more than they That's need good. to take on yeah. because they think it's their responsibility as pastor and they feel badly, quote yeah. unquote, asking people for help. Yeah. Right. But maybe asking people for help is actually recognizing the dormant gifts that God has given another individual yeah. that need to be called out and invited and provided mm-hmm. opportunity for. Right? Yes. So again, you know, that's yes. Good. How did that's, I get here? I got here doing what you called wow. me to do, Lord. But have I done this the way that you would want me to do? Yes. Lord? And that is another podcast. It's another podcast <laughs> for sure. Oh yeah. Leadership. That's a great, great segue yeah. to that for sure. Absolutely. Well, um, okay. So we talked about the, the who, the what, the when, that's the question I want to know. When do we start this journey? Yeah. Yesterday. 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 <laughs> we started, but if you can't do it yesterday, let's do it today. Let's do it let's today. Do it let's today. just start it. Let's just start it. Today. Let's just start and it. There are some very simple things that you can do to start the journey. One is to just simply acknowledge I think I'm experiencing ministry burnout. Yeah. You can just Google that, read, do some reading and think, mm-hmm. is this really what's happening to me? Yeah. And if that, okay, if that's the case, then that is different mm-hmm. than just a week long vacation. I know yeah. I need help. Yeah. So I need to talk to somebody. I need to uh, get some help in putting together a plan for mm-hmm. an immediate time of restoration. And then, um, you know, I've got to go through a more lengthy process of being fully restored in all of these five areas, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and but what a great way to live life. I mean, that way to, a healthy way to do ministry. Yes. To have a plan in all those areas yes. you just talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me just name the five R's. The five R's, okay. Five R's, okay. We're thinking about self-care, and the five R's are rest, mm-hmm. restoration, relationships, mm-hmm. recreation, and resources. Uh, okay. Mm, rest, okay. restoration, um, relationships, recreation, and resources. That's good. And so as I encourage people to think mm. about, um, you know, replenishing their souls, self-care, I name those five areas because you can start in any place. Yeah. Okay. So rest is like, I just need like physical rest. Mm -hmm. Like I actually need to sleep, Uh, right? I actually need to end my work day Uh, at a time that I can actually fall asleep. Right. So rest, um, Restoration. What are the things that restore you spiritually? Maybe it's a retreat. Maybe it's a walk by the ocean. Maybe it's time in prayer. Maybe it's worship. Whatever it is, right? Restoration of your soul. Relationships. Who are those people that love you, that miss you, Mm. that you want to spend time with, right? Spending time with them. uh, Recreation, we talked about a little bit. Just play. Recovering Mm -hmm. what it means to be a beloved child of God. Go for a walk. Yeah. Do something. Yeah, exactly. Something, Something fun, something crazy. Learn to surf. Uh, and resources. I name resources as an aspect of self-care because many people mistakenly think that self-care is done by yourself. Mm. But 
self-care that's holistic mm. isn't just done by yourself. Self-care that's holistic yeah. involves other people. Yeah. And so part of those resources are like spiritual director, counselor, um, mentor, coach, all of those people who can add in Good. what you can't do for yourself. Yeah. So all that to say, we could unpack those areas. You know, there's so much more to say, wow. but just simply naming, you can start anywhere yeah. in all of this. And yeah. one step forward helps you to take uh, actions in other areas. Mm -hmm. right? And those comprehensive approaches is what ultimately will lead you to a place of not feeling so depleted, not feeling so discouraged, not feeling like you want to mm -hmm. just give up, but being able to not grow weary in doing well, mm -hmm. but sticking in it so that you can reap that harvest yeah. that comes from being faithful. Wow. Wow. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I think those are just wonderful things to hear. And, and, and I love the fact that we've been able to talk about it as a just really being able to see the whole picture here. And I know that, as you said, there's so many deep dives you can do in all these different areas. And, uh, and, and, and certainly we can just start somewhere, yeah. wherever we think we want to. Right. Uh, and I highly recommend that we do that. Well, today, uh, as we wrap this up, there was anything else that we feel like we need to say Today, I know we have it, can't talk exhaustively about it, but anything else we want to say today before we wrap this one up, mm -hmm. Brian or, or Gene? I think the one thing I would encourage is this idea of giving yourself permission. Mm -hmm. um, remind ourselves that this really is God's church. Yeah. And I see pastors unable to fathom, I can't be gone for six weeks. I couldn't be gone for... <laughs> The kingdom will crumble if I am. I questioned it, <laughs> right? And, and so I, I, and we don't name it, and yeah. we we are trying to be faithful, but there's one Messiah, there's one Savior, yeah, and it's not us, yeah. And to give ourselves permission to trust God that it it is His church, mm -hmm. and He called us to persevere, but not to go to the cross for other people because mm -hmm. that's what He did, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. well said, well Amen. said. Well, I yeah. think... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, did you want to... I was to, just going to say, uh, and it is that Messiah who uh, sees us. Yeah, yeah. That's Wherever good. we are, whatever we're carrying, mm -hmm. we thought we were carrying alone, He sees us. That's right. Yeah. He's carrying our burdens. Mm -hmm. So good. Mm -hmm. Well, I think our challenge for this particular podcast really is to just evaluate, to assess, be able to talk to those that you trust, Ask your spouse. They have an opinion about this. I guarantee that. Uh, get whatever permissions you think you need to name it and then begin the journey. Yeah. So uh, that would be our encouragement. Well, it has been a joy to have the two of you here for this podcast. Thank you so much for making yourselves available you. to have a real conversation about leading people organization and change and if you like this podcast please hit the like subscribe button and the bell notification so you won't miss one episode as it drops and we hope that you'll join us next time in real time